Welcome to this episode of your favorite interior design podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Stewart, interior designer, over-the-top maximalist, and firm believer that animal print, wind and well, should be considered a neutral. This podcast is for anybody that has ever looked around their space and thought, this is shit. You deserve better. And through my eclectic career, including multifamily housing, hospitality, senior living, and high-end residential, I've learned that confidence is key. We'll be here each week with industry experts to share their experiences and motivate you to take action and create a space that feels good and makes you proud. I promise it'll be a little bit cussy, a lot sassy, and we'll have a ton of fun. Thanks for joining me for another episode of your favorite interior design podcast. My name is Stephanie Stewart and I'm your host. We are going to talk today about a project, one of my favorites of all time, and it's a case study on Milton Avenue. This project has the most color, the most pattern, all the wallpaper you could ever imagine. And we're going to talk about how the project started, some challenges that we faced along the way, how we work through those challenges and what we do on new construction projects. So I'm going to start with um, letting you know that we are on YouTube also. So if you want to check out the YouTube channel, it's Stuart Design Co. And it's S-T-U-A-R-T D-E-S-I-G-N Co. Stuart Design Co. on YouTube. And you'll be able to see that we are going to also be taking a look at some pictures of the project on there. I have a brochure that we did with the information on the case study, a printed case study, and we will talk through and take a look at pictures. But don't worry, if you're just listening on the podcast and you're just listening to the audio, you will still get the full benefit of the information today. But again, I just want to ha- tell you to head over to YouTube and take it, take a look at it. Uh, my kids would tell me to say like and subscribe and we will be able to give you updates all the time when new uh, new episodes come out so we're also um, where all of them are video blogs also in addition to the podcast are those the right words I don't know I'm old so I'm like a dinosaur I don't know all the words for the things but the point is it's on video and on audio all right, so the, we're going to start with um, information about this case study. The project actually was a 1920s duplex, and it was in Utah, and we had the pro- the property was torn down and made into a retreat for a family that has a lot of family in Arizona and in Utah, and so they use it as a second home and as a gathering place. So the project had some requirements where, again, it was a second home and a gathering place. They wanted to have five bedrooms, one for each of the children that are actually grown and so that they could all come back together and have, you know, big, big events and come back together and just be together in this space. So there were five bedrooms and um, it has six bathrooms. It was custom built and cross construction was the architect or was the, was the GC and Moonview design did the architecture. I actually came onto the project a little bit late in the project. They were already framing by the time that I was brought into the team, but we'll talk about that as one of the challenges and how we did work through that but it's pretty awesome. If you cruise over to our website, in addition to seeing this on YouTube and looking at the printed case study, if you go into our uh, portfolio and look at residential projects and look up the Milton Avenue project, you'll be able to see that it is already built out there as a case study. So the first thing we want to just tell you is that it was a retreat for the family to gather in Utah, Uh, five bedroom, six bath home. We talked about cross construction and moon view design. And what we were doing here was having just an elevated kind of 
um, clean traditional space and it was super custom. We got to do crazy things that you don't do in production homes, like put different hardware in each of the bathrooms. What I mean by that is there were like 43 different types of hardware on the hardware schedule that includes doorknobs and latches and knobs on the cabinets and all kind of fun stuff. Now that probably makes, you know, any general contractors or builders, um, ears bleed, but for the homeowner who was super interested in the, those kind of details, and for me, a designer who loves color and little fun knickknacky things, door hardware and cabinet hardware are a really fun place to make an impact. So with six bathrooms, we got to have a ton of fun with it, and we got to um, make ha, you know have some details there. So that was pretty great. So the challenges that we faced, the first one was again, that I mentioned that we came into the project mid project. So the interior design, there was a designer on the project, but the interior design wasn't fully developed and they weren't able to provide the level of detail that they needed. And the way that this was discovered was that the contractor needed to start purchasing supplies to fit out the finishes on the interior. And they were asking for elevations, which are pictures of the walls of the space, drawings, essentially, of the walls of the space. And they wanted to see kind of what the tile layouts were. Is it going to be bricklay? Is it going to be a straight stack? Is it going to be herringbone? And if you don't know what any of those things mean, you're welcome to Google them. You can get Google tile layouts and you can look up herringbone or straight stack. And you can see that there's a lot of different ways to lay tile. And so... When the contractor wanted to order materials, they didn't know how much to order because they didn't know the pattern. And the pattern affects the materials because you might have to account for waste in the space if it's gonna be on a diagonal or, or a herringbone again, like I mentioned. But again, also, you just kinda of need to know what you're doing, right? So they need to have those details. Additionally, one thing that I talk about all the time, and if you haven't heard me talk about it yet, you haven't been listening enough, that it is the trim on the tile. So if there's not a trim piece that comes with your actual tile layout or with the tile specification, the, that type of tile from the manufacturer, then you need to specify an alternate. So you either need to find a tile trim that matches that line, that just kind of goes with it, or you need to specify something called a Schluter strip or a metal trim piece, another kind of trim piece so that you have your nice finished trim. But the contractor has to know that in order to build the project. So this has happened a lot and it happens for quite a few reasons. So it doesn't mean that the designer was a bad designer or that they were in the space, um, you know, that they didn't really understand what they were doing. It's just that potentially the scope wasn't clear. Sometimes the architect specifies some of the interior finishes. And when I say finishes, again, I'm talking about all of the things that you see when you look around a space. So is it the wall finishes? Is it the flooring? Um, you know, whatever, whatever it is in the space that you see that needs to be specified by somebody. Then sometimes the scope isn't clear in the interior designer's contract, and they might just think that they're developing a concept design. So if you are looking at hiring, if you're hiring a designer, you want to number one, to avoid this kind of situation is to be really clear on the scope of work in the design contract. So make sure that not only are they specifying the concept design, which is usually just the idea and kind of the vision for the space, 
but we go into another common term for the next phase is called design development. So you want to make sure that your contract also includes design development and or implementation, which is going to help you get through all the way through the execution and the building process. So one way to avoid that. But what we did was we hopped in and the way that we solved for the challenge of being onboarded mid project was to put pause on the project so that we can comb through. What we did is we asked the builder to stop and it was an unpopular choice. I, you know, believe me, but we just asked him to give us a minute so that we could comb through the plans. And the first thing that we did is we ordered physical samples of everything. So we went through the schedule in the uh, we went through the schedule in the drawings and we ordered physical samples of everything so that we could put them together in rooms. And if there were any reselections that needed to be made, or if there were any materials that hadn't been specified for those rooms, that we would be ready with a pack of the tile, the flooring, the paint color, the wall covering, any finishes that were in that room, we would be ready with it sitting in a pocket. We call them pockets, but they're really just fancy folders. Um, but we have it sitting there in a pocket, ready to go for something to be added to it. So, so that's how we started the project was combing through the specifications and ordering samples of everything so that we could get up to speed with understanding what we were working with. And the next challenge was that we had an out-of-state homeowner. Well, it was funny because actually we lived in Arizona where the homeowner lived and the build was out-of-state for both me and the homeowner was in Utah. Now, after, you know, this was during COVID. And so it didn't really prove to be that large of a challenge, but it was interesting because I have to be honest with you to this day, it's been three years since the project was done. I have not been on site and that is kind of a testament to the way that we work and the way that we work with our teams, that we are very thorough in our designs. We really take time to be intentional about each specification that we put into it so that we can make sure that it gets built the way that, that we drew it. And the drawings are important to us because those are the owner's actual contract with the builder because Whatever we've presented to them, we put into writing as far as pictures, right? A picture's worth a thousand words, but we put them into pictures in the drawings and in construction drawings with schedules, including part numbers and finishes and sizes and dimensions and all of those details so that the contractor just has to take those docu that documentation and execute on them. It's really a recipe for the builder to be able to go forward. So we were out of state, but luckily with COVID, we had been used to working remotely, even with people that were in state. Um, and we got it done. So it was fun to, to be, you know, to be able to have this beautiful product, even though, again, we still to this day have not set foot in the home. Now that doesn't mean that that's how all of our projects go. Sometimes we fly out to go to you know, see them, but at that time, honestly, it was still COVID. And so it wasn't super necessary. And so we didn't need to go. We were able to work through the drawings and communicating electronically. Um, so one of the favorite, one of the favorite parts about this project, besides the client, of course, was the design. And I'm showing some pictures here in the video recording, but again, you can go over to stuartdesignco.com and look at our portfolio and check out the residential design and look for the Milton Avenue project. And you'll be able to see this whole case study there with pictures. We got to do some highly, highly custom things. And some of the things that are required when you do custom design like this is that we had to 
we had to really, I mean, just we had to pimp out the drawings. Our elevations, which again are the drawings of the all the walls and everything, is you know we quadrupled the elevations. So we had them so detailed that it showed where every dimension goes, how high the mirrors are hung, how high the sconces are hung, if the shades go up or down, or how how they're going, um, how they're going to be installed. So literally. As a recipe, your builder or the builder only has to look at the drawings and they know exactly what they're doing. They know what they're going to do that day or they know what they're going to do with that piece. Um, so it was beautiful. We got to um, the drawings. I mean, they're just really detailed and it's really nice because it's really looks just like the drawings do the, the actual final pictures. So in the case study, we'll show some construction photos where we're in framing, where we're in framing uh, phase, then we show the drawings. And so you can see what it, what we intended it to look like. And then you can see the actual finished product and you can see how much it does actually look like the drawings. So it's a really fun way to see the process when you're looking at a case study. Another fun thing that we got to do on this project is we got to do some highly custom trim pieces where this one, the family had a five pointed star that was very meaningful to them. And the owner actually commissioned a stained glass window to be made, to be put in one of the bathrooms that looked out toward the front of the house. And that star was so important. It was kind of like a family crest kind of idea. And it was a, um, it was, you know, we worked through the, or she worked through the stained glass and, you know, get, sent us that drawing and some images of that being made, which is just beautiful in itself. But then also there was an area that there was an intake grill for the uh, HVAC and it was in kind of an unsightly place. So we decided to make that a actual art piece and we had commissioned a um we had a metal worker commissioned to make the grate for it but using that star design so they would um, take that star and repeat it over and over so that instead of the grill just having you know straight lines across or something basic generic it had this beautiful star design that looked like the um they had this beautiful star design that looked like the um, stained glass that was upstairs in the hall. So that was really beautiful and a lot of fun. The next thing that we did in there was we had a different color in every bathroom and it was so much fun to be able to work through the spaces with wallpaper in every bathroom and different tile colors and get to just really be, you know, exciting and bold with the color palette and with the design. So uh, I just want to work through and talk to you through our project at Milton Avenue. Again, it's one of our favorite projects of all time. The owners were amazing. The builder was awesome. The architect was great. And we just had a really fun time putting the project together and are really proud of the entire process from start to finish, from the client interactions to the finished drawings to how we were able to slow down the project so that we could put it on pause for just a short time so that then we 
we could just speed straight ahead and get it executed. So again, thank you so much for listening and uh, listening to me talk through my favorite project of all time and a case study on how we um, worked through some of the challenges. If you have any questions or comments, you're welcome to go head on over to Stuart Design Co. and use the contact form or you can email me in the show notes. There's all of our contact information. We would love to hear from you. And we would love to hear you back next time on the next episode of your favorite interior design podcast. Thank you for joining us today. If you loved this episode, please take a moment to leave a five-star review on your podcast app. You'll be entered in our monthly giveaway for a special gift. Share this episode by taking a screenshot and sharing it on your favorite social app. And don't forget to tag us at Stuart Design Co. And let your friends know where they can get interior design support too. Remember, a year from now, you'll wish you had started today.